This episode of Juice Crew Radio is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy. Welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello, I'm Steve Prusak. Thank you for being here. Thank you to our Juice Guru Rewinders behind the scenes, ready to take uh, and ask some questions too. We've got Marcus Rothbrands here. He's a leading mind in the health movement, uh, author, artist, film director, and motivational speaker. He's been flown all over the world to speak, uh, met with heads of governments. Um, he's had the honor of being a health consultant to the U.S. military and really thrives on providing you with self-empowerment. He's got lots of books out there, some bestsellers too. Uh, his book, Free Food and Medicine, is a worldwide edible plant guide showing you how to use wild edible plants to heal yourself. Uh, heal Yourself 101 is a great manual for natural health, uh, probably the best out there. And his best-selling books, The Prosperity Secrets and Instructions for a New Life are modern manuals for success and freedom. He's changed my life. He'll change your life too, so give him a listen. Turn up the volume. Get yourself some juice, some tea, some water. Let's welcome to the show right now, Marcus Rothkrantz. Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. Well, Marcus, I see you're keeping busy. I am. And people, don't take too much juice because then you'll have to take a pee break and you'll miss some important information. Oh, well, I'm in trouble right out the gate. Marcus, I mean, there's so much we can talk about here. You know I love going into the prosperity and instructions for living the best life, the instructions for a new life and all that. But I know there's so much you touch on. I usually focus in on those. What are you feeling today? What do you want to, what do you want to resonate with? Like what's new with your life right now? Well, let's ask the people what they want to hear. I'll just answer questions, whatever. I mean, I talk about anything. We can make it a Q&A. Type in the box. I'm going to start it off, though, um, because you really dialed in on what it is to live in freedom and giving up everything we have to start fresh. Can you share your journey on how you went from Hollywood superstar to be naked in the desert? Yeah, everybody thinks I, I'm like, I've always been rich. I was born with a silver spoon. Or like, and now, now that I'm like doing really good, everybody thinks, oh, easy for you. You've always been had it made. You know, you, you know the right people. You've had money all your life. You're, you've got talent. You know, that, the biggest irony is, and every artist knows this, that talent doesn't mean anything as far as making money. Some of the richest people out there have no talent. And some of the most talented people are the poorest people. You know, a starving artist is actually a very common term for a reason. Um, I was not born rich. I did not have rich parents. I did not have, matter of fact, I, I went broke many times over. I lost everything I had many times over. I almost died three times. I... I, I've been through hell. I've, I mean, I've had bad relationships. I've had bad financial situations. I've, I almost died in, in the health department. So, no, I did not start luckier than anyone else. Matter of fact, I was born with a weak immune system. Um, I, I mean, I lived in someone's closet for a while. I, I started with nothing. And that's the point. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And it has nothing to do with talent. It has to do with how you feel about yourself. And, and I can go into a long lecture about that, but I won't. But the point is, anybody can do this. Anybody. Um, and health is not just what you eat. Health is not just uh, doing yoga, meditating, and eating vegan food. Uh, there's some of the unhealthiest people out there are vegans. You know, they think pizza and, I mean, they think bread and, and soy cheese is, is health food. It's, 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 anyway, uh, 
And well, the first thing you have to do, and I know you talk about it in Prosperity Secrets, but you're using the word rich. And I know for people right now, that's triggering. There's a lot of things that that could trigger when we hear the word rich and, and judgment and, yeah, and what right. you talk about. Do you, do you want to help people change that mindset around abundance? You know, we've been programmed from an early age that rich people are bad people and they, they suck the energy and the money from the poor people and they live off the poor people. And maybe some of them do, but just, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be living in the ghetto. There are people living off those people. There are opportunists. There's pimps and drug dealers in the ghetto just as much as there are up high. And it doesn't matter where you are. There's good and bad. There's, there's, um, so the first thing that people have to do, see, the, the most successful millionaires ever made were during the Great Depression. The secret is to see opportunity and not disaster, to, to not feel like a victim, to not feel like you're, uh, you know, if something bad happens, which happens to everybody. Everybody has challenges. I have challenges. Everybody has challenges. The difference is between those who make it and those who don't is, do you give up? Do you see, do you say, ah, oh, I'm a victim? It's always the rich people that make it. You know, us, us people. No, it's not us and them. It's like, how do you, what are you, what do you see? What, what, how do you see the world? Do you see a, if you're not happy with this situation, you got to realize there's probably 2 million other people going through the same thing. And if you find a way out and you share that with them, you become a hero and they'll be willing to pay you to, to tell them how to get out of that situation. And almost anything ever created was created because it was need, There was a need for it. Somebody said, you know, the, these socks don't fit right. I'm going to create some better socks or, you know, the, the, the horse doesn't work very well. I'm going to create a car or whatever, you know, I mean, the, the, this food sucks. I'm going to create better food. It doesn't matter what the category is, or I know how to raise children better than that, than I've been taught, you know? So it doesn't matter the category. It doesn't matter. It's not a financial thing. Getting out of a rut is your willingness to see things in a different way and seeing a new way of doing something. And if it's something doesn't work, figure out a better way to do it. And then whatever that is, capitalize on it and start putting it out there. It's really not that complicated, but people are always seeming to be programmed with negativity and like they're always taught why you can't make it. Not, not why you can. Those who can are the lucky ones, you know. No, they're the ones who persisted. They're the ones who kept sticking to it until they finally made it. And yeah, everybody has issues and disasters and you know problems and challenges is, is what are you going to do with it are you going to give up or are you going to stick through it until you finally find that loophole find that the crack in the in, in the wall you know well you were one that had abundance and then realized shedding your skin letting it all go was a good starting point i think people can really tune into that because no matter where they are on the journey you really can start with nothing and build from there and create an incredible yeah. life, right? Yeah, I mean, I had everything. I mean, I, I did what everybody told me to do. You know, when, when right? I, went to art, I went to school. I, I learned to trade. I went, I started, I worked in the business. I went to Hollywood because that's where the rich and famous are. I became a person in Hollywood. I made money and, and I got the, let's see, the house, the car, the wife, the money, the picket fence, all that's, you know, the Hollywood thing. And I wasn't happy and I was dying and I was literally dying and um, the relationship wasn't great. It was just, it, I said, this is what we were programmed to do and I'm not happy. So there's gotta be more to life. So I gave it up and I walked away and I didn't care if I ever 
came back. I mean, that's when I walked naked in the desert. Um, so, and, and, the, and the, the, the successful, I don't know, you got me scared to say they were rich now, but the successful people out there will all tell you the same thing. They've had it all, they lost it, then they had it all again and they lost it. They're not afraid to lose. You got to be willing to take chances for what you believe in. Yeah, you might lose everything. So what? You'll make it back. I mean, it's really hard to die nowadays. I mean, yeah, you might not have <laughs> the greatest house, the greatest food, the greatest friends, the greatest car, the greatest whatever. But so what? I mean, that this is everything is temporary. No matter what, even if you're the richest person in the world with all the the most expensive stuff, that's on loan to you. You don't own it. That, that's, that's an illusion. You're given, given the chance to experience it for a while, but then you got to let it go and give it to someone else. Everything in the universe is, is in movement. And as soon as you realize that whatever you're in right now is not going to be, whatever it is, you know, this too shall pass, is, you're going to realize, well, tomorrow's a different day. Something different's going to happen. Well, try and steer it in the, the direction that is, is more beneficial to you and stop whining about the situation you're in now. And matter of fact, some of the worst situations, the people who saw those bad situations, quote unquote, and then used them to their advantage and figured a way out and then made something as a result of that will say, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. If it wasn't for that bad situation, I never would have developed this new thing, this new way to heal yourself, this new device, this gadget, book, whatever. I mean, look at JK Rowling. She, she was a, uh, this is another thing with, with women. They said, you know, it's a man's world. It sucks because the men are the ones that put a roof over your head and pay the bills. It's a generality. But anyway, so here's a woman with, with children, with no, no husband, no wife, no, no nothing. She's penniless. She's, you know, and, and, and she's so worried. She has nothing left but to escape into her fantasy world. So she starts jotting it down on little rotten pieces of paper. And that became Harry Potter. And she's a billionaire now. So if you have nothing left in the world but to escape into your fantasy, use that. That's your way out. I mean, everybody's different. You know, people that try to, they try to analyze successful people and say, whatever they did, I want to try that too. Marcus, what did you do? Because I want to do the same thing. It, no, because that's what worked for me. I'm, you're not me. You're you. Whatever you enjoy doing, whatever you're good at, whatever your talents are, whatever your little things are that make you you is what's going to get you out there. It's not what I'm – I'm different. So anybody who tries to copy someone else's success, that is – that's a dead end. I mean, you're, going, you're only going to make it so far, and you'll never make it as good as that other person. The only thing that's going to make you really succeed is doing it your way. And because then you feel empowered. Anytime you feel like you're copying somebody, you feel, you don't feel really empowered. You feel kind of like guilty, like you're cheating, like, you know, it just doesn't feel right. But when you're doing your own thing, for some, it, it, you don't care if you lose everything. You've got the fire in your butt. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do it my way. And then, then you don't care if you lose everything because you got this passion you know and almost everybody that's successful at some point they lost everything because they stuck to what they believed in and it's a test i believe that everybody has to go through that test the universe is going to say let's see how much you really believe in what you what gives you you know your, your thrill your passion because we're going to take everything away from you and see if you still hang on to that and if you fall back to your security ways, those old things that you're used to the, that codependent relationship that job you don't like you know uh, sorry, you got to start, you got to back to, you got to go back to kindergarten and go through the grades again. 
but you will be tested and, and mm-hmm. you just got to believe in yourself and that the message you're getting, that, that thing that gives you the buzz is there for a reason. And you will always be tested. Everybody, I'm tested every day. It's like, it's not like you suddenly make it and then you're just gliding forever. I mean, every day, no matter what level you're at down here or up here, you're going to be tested. Look at the great, the great gurus of the world, you know, the Gandhis, the Jesuses, they, they, they had some serious challenges. They killed them. <laughs> it was like, there's always going to be opposition. No matter how well off you are, there's going to be challenges. So the difference is, are you at peace with yourself and where you're at? And you still have that passion for what you're here for. And, um, you know, the desire to do the right thing. And, and, and then the, the, the eating right and the being with the right people and saying no to, test, to, to um, temptations and stuff, that just comes naturally when you are doing what, only what feels right. It's part of it. It's not really that hard. What about the freedom that's on the other end? Because a lot of people are stuck in that nine to five job and they're stressed out. And I know some people on the call here, hopefully you guys will come on and, and I see some questions are coming in. We'll get to those too. But what about the people that are stuck? Let's talk about the freedom that's on the other side because with abundance comes freedom. Well, first of all, they're not really stuck. People, I like the analogy of you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're in a, uh, a jail cell that you walked into you know, you get a job, you're walking into a jail cell, you got the bars around you. Well, you walked in, you can walk right out, the door's still open. You chose to be in jail cell. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, there is a period of life where you have to learn. I mean, you know, your teenage years, your 20s, those are the worst. 20s are the worst years because those are the years you have to learn the crap of life. You, have, you know, nobody knows where they're headed and then you, you, you try things out, it doesn't work and that, it's okay. Welcome the failures, welcome the, the lessons, welcome the, well, that doesn't work, let's try something else. You know, you got, you got youth, you got health, you got energy, you've got, at that point, you can go through, you can try 50 different things and you got all the energy in the world. Your hormones are still fine. I mean, you know, Welcome the, the, the failures and the losses and the trying different things. That's the period, you know, and some people have to go through a, a period of sitting at a desk or learning whatever it is. It's not fun, but you're learning, you know. Sometimes school is boring. Sometimes it's, it's just downright nasty, but it's part, you know, if you don't pay attention in school, guess what? You got to go back again. This, the more attention you pay to the lessons in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you don't have to go to a job and, and you don't have to go through that. So, I mean, you could go in nature and, you know, learn the same stuff. You can learn the same rules anywhere. It applies to everything. It's all universal. So, you know, it, the, the, the illusion of a uh, being stuck in a job is an illusion. Why do you feel stuck in a job? Well, I have to pay the mortgage. Okay. Well, do you love the house? Well, it's not my dream house. Well, then why are you so killing yourself for it? You know, is that your dream car? Not really. I'm going to get uh, something else when I get big money. Well, then why are you killing yourself for something you don't even love? Well, it, I need it. Well, yeah, you can get a, a moped or a, you can get a cheap whatever. I mean, you can, I, there, you know, everybody's got excuses. I, I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of people saying, giving me a million reasons why they cannot do something. The people who make it in life are those who only see what is possible, what they, they tell you what can be done 
or what they feel is possible. And they even tell you, you know, they do things that everybody else says is impossible. Look at all the people who made it. They always, they're always looked at the people who they say, you're nuts. You'll never do that. That's never been done before. Well, if nobody ever does the first of anything, nothing would ever happen. There'd be no, there'd be no timeline in, in history. Nobody would ever like find a new world or create a new anything. So it's part of it. How do people even tap into what they should be doing? So maybe they're going down the path and realize where they are isn't where they want to be. How did you, so when you were naked in the desert and you gave up the Hollywood life, how did you tap into what you should be doing? Where, where, how did you start to listen to that inner voice so other people can benefit from that? It's the easiest thing in the world. You don't do anything. You just give up. You let go. You shut down. You stop listening to other people. You stop listening to society that tells you, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And then this and then this. And, and, and then you got to get, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's what's driving us crazy. We keep, we're like hamsters on a wheel doing everything that everybody tells you to do. It's when you, but something inside you says, I don't know. This doesn't quite feel right. This isn't really where I want to be. This isn't really where I belong. Well, then why are you forcing yourself to be? Well, everybody's telling me I need to do this. Well, yeah, but 99% of the world is unhappy. You want to be one of those? <laughs> you know, look at the people that are happy. Look at the ones that are successful. Listen to what they're saying. And they're not saying to copy them, they're saying, listen to that voice inside you. Listen to that. Listen to you. Don't listen to the people around you. Listen to what feels right to you. And, and, and I always say that, you know, everybody's unique. And everybody gets a message, to, has, a, has a mission, a path to follow that's unique to them. So if they ask the person next to them what the path is, they're going to get that person's path. Nobody knows what your path is but you. So the only one who can tell you where to go and what to do is you. And the only way to hear that message is to quiet up the world around you, all that noise, and listen to it. Just shut down and be quiet for once and, and find something that gives you peace. I mean, whatever it is, you know, go just go for a walk in the woods, drink a gallon of iced tea. I don't know. Whatever it is, do something that makes you feel good and makes you calm and then start listening to that voice and then get the courage to follow whatever it says. And usually when you have the courage to follow that, it takes you down a road that's never been traveled before. Everybody will tell you you're crazy. You'll lose everything. And yeah, you might lose everything, but that's shedding the old you that isn't happy anyway. And you're going to find the new you that goes, hey, taking chances is actually kind of exciting. And it's leading me to worlds that I didn't even know was possible. And everybody around me didn't know was possible. And that's where you end up. It's, it's like being in a, in a, in a, in a um, like Disney World, like going on a, on a ride for the first time. You don't know where, you know, the dark rise. You don't know which way it's going to turn and what, what you're going to see. And that's exciting. But you've got to be kids again and be excited about the unknown, not fear it. And you can't be defined by what you do because, I mean, you're an artist, a health educator, an author, a motivational speaker. You, you, how did you hone in? Because if, if we're so many things, how do we – we have to start with one thing, don't we, to really yeah. blow it up and then expand from there? Every journey starts with a single step. And we might not even know where it's headed or what the final result is. As a matter of fact, we don't, we don't even need to know where we're headed or what the final result is. That, that's what's driving us crazy. We're trying to picture where we're headed. 
You don't need to. All you need to do is figure out which direction does it feel right to place the first step. And as you put your foot out, a stepping stone appears. And you put your foot on it, and then you put the next foot out, and another stepping stone appears. And that's the path of life. And if you look at a GPS in a car, and you pull it, and you plug, you know, somebody says, go, go to 58th, you know, Main Street, whatever, and you've never been there before. You don't know what it looks like, but you have, you know, you punch it in, and you, you don't know if the GPS is telling you the right way or not. Most of the time, it's the right way. Sometimes it's not, but usually it is. So you learn to trust the GPS, and it's telling you, turn left, go down the freeway, take this exit, turn left, go, go right, go three miles, and you trust it's telling you the right thing, even though you're in this whole strange environment that you've never been before. That's the voice inside you. It's telling you to go somewhere you've never, you know, you have to trust it. And the only way you go down that path is you, you, you start walking in the direction that feels right. And at some point, that voice will say, wait, stop, turn left. Okay, so you turn left. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, now turn right, go four steps. And then you know, it's, like a, it's like a treasure map. Three steps this way, two steps this way, up that way, climb the rope, shimmy down the slide, whatever it is. That's life. And you have to, that GPS will, will change directions on you all the time. I mean, but that's your job is to trust it, to follow it. And sometimes that means letting certain people go in your life, letting a job go, letting your whatever it is that you're, you know, usually it involves letting go of what you're comfortable with, your source of income, your way of eating, the people you hang out with, the, 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 you know, whatever that voice might be telling you, sorry, you gotta let that go. It served its purpose. Time to move on to the left now or the right, whatever. And the more you learn to trust that and be in the, like, just like that, that's how you learn to get, to your goal in life, which is always changing. When you say it's hard to, to place who I am, we aren't really anything but energy, and energy is constantly changing. This is like Einstein's thing. I'm, if anything, I'm more like wind. I go wherever nature is flowing. You know, I I, I change form, I change speed, I change place and direction, but I go like a stream, like the wind. I I I I. You have to be able to adapt to flow. If you're rigid, you'll break. Hard, rigid things break. And there's a lot of people out there who are, are afraid to change. And like, you know, the, yeah, life is a storm and you're a twig. Are you going to bend or are you going to snap? You know, <laughs> it's, that's life. And the more you learn to do this, the more of a, ride, a fun ride it will be at, in, in Disney World. Love it. So a couple of questions that come in here, and I'm going to get to these. Uh, Rob asked, when you talk, it, it, it kind of relates to what you were just saying. He wrote this in before. When you talk about shedding abundance, did that include a, a portion of friends, Rob asked? Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, it's not mandatory. It doesn't happen for everybody, but everybody's situation is different. And sometimes it could be a shock. You know, like, you know, you, you hear these, the, like one extreme is, you know, somebody that, kill somebody he was the nicest guy i never would have known i never would have imagined him being or the other way around some bad guy who suddenly donates everything he has to an orphanage or something you know darth vader turns good whatever he's like you can't you don't always know you can't always predict you have to go with your gut feeling and a lot of times it's telling you something weird like and you're like no no not that guy no or, or like you want me to go that way 
right now, but all my, all my, you know, it's always telling you to do things that it's like every time you get to a plateau or you're comfortable, something's going to be shaking your foundation. The entire planet we're on is shifting plates. Every time you think you're comfortable, guess what? Yeah, like something happens that starts shaking your foundation and you got to learn to, I say, it's like riding on the back of an elephant. It's all mellow and and then suddenly one day it's going to sit down and you're going to slide off its back or it starts shifting. And I think that being on the, on the earth, is like sitting on the back. It, it rumbles, it readjusts itself. And I think it's kind of cool. It's like when there's a little bit of a shaking, it's like you realize you're on a living thing. The earth Life itself is a living thing and you have to learn to adapt and flow with it. I look at the animals in Africa. I like look at the, you know, where they, they, the, the seasons where the rivers and lakes dry up, they migrate to wherever there is water and then they come back in the winter or whatever it is. Animals learn to adjust or adapt. If they don't, they die. We need to learn to do the same thing, but we get stuck in the same job, the same relationship, the same rut over and over. Like, okay, is that our life to do the same stupid thing for 50 years and then we die? Why are we even here if that's life? And yeah, and so many people have lived that life. You know, so many people have lived a life of exactly what you're saying. And so if our theme today is dreams come true, Marcus, how, how do you define that? Have your dreams come true and how can we make all of our dreams come true? So we're not just, you know, cogs in a machine. Well, it's a never ending process. It's not like you make it to a point and go, well, I'm done. Have my dream. You know, some people do that. They actually, I hear some people, they, they, they get something, they get to where they think they should be and then they kill themselves. They say, well, I've experienced it all. I'm dead now. You know, like this, for me, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's like I said, life is a morphing, ever changing thing. And um, it starts with, it's not like a material acquisition thing. When I have this square footage of a house with this much horsepower of a car and this, looking girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, this much money in the bank. It's all like numbers, <laughs> you know, stats, men are really into stats, you know, no, that, that's not the real success. The real making it is the moment you were born to be thankful that you made it through the birth canal and you're alive and that your mother's still alive and that you are a chance to look around and you see the world for the first time. That's where it all starts. You've made it. You've made it to planet earth. You're a human being. You're alive. Be thankful. And everything from that moment on should be a moment of appreciation. Even if you're sitting homeless on the street with nothing. Be thankful you're alive. Be thankful the sun is shining. Be thankful you haven't lost your legs. Be thankful. It's endless. The things you can be thankful, but no, people are always looking for, for things to complain about. But I'm telling you, the road to success comes from seeing things to be thankful for. Even if it's just the fact that you have shoelaces, you know, anything. There's a flower growing through the crack in the sidewalk. Um, I mean, I was sitting at a stoplight the other day and right next to me was this concrete barrier and there was um, some edible greens growing right out of the cracks. And I'm going, and I was going like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, if the light wasn't a short light, I would have hopped out and grabbed some. But I know it's like, oh no, but there's exhaust gases landing on it. You're going to die. I said, no, I won't. <laughs> See, 
I see things from a positive perspective. Everybody else sees the negative what could happen, and that's what's holding them in a miserable. If you're going to look for unhappy things, you're going to be in an unhappy life. If you look for positive stuff, you're going to be magically always taken care of somehow. And the more you learn to appreciate, the more you are given. And that, I believe, is the magic secret to everything. Um, whiners and complainers and negative people are not going to be given great things. I look at it, look at it this way. If you're, if you're a, a parent, God is a, is, a, is, a, is a parent. We're the children, the universe, whatever you want to call it. If you're a parent, are you going to, I always say this example, are you going to give the keys to a Ferrari to a child? No, they're not going to, they're going to, that is the stupidest thing to do because they don't know what it is. They don't appreciate it. Or let's say you, you give a, a, a child a gift that is very special to you and you give it to them and then they just, eh, they break it. And then they just, you know, it's nothing to them. Are you going to give them another one? Are you going to give them something more expensive? So life is constantly giving you little trial gifts and it's watching you. How are you, how are you receiving these little gifts? The little things, the fact that you have breath in your lungs, the fact that somebody's even talking to you, the fact that you, are, that you have a cell phone, air conditioning, a car. Oh, but it's not, it's not a Lexus. I've got a Volkswagen. Well, you know, who are you going to want to give the better gift to? The person who appreciates or the one that complains and whines? The one who appreciates every little thing, you want to give them more. You want to see them you want it like good stuff is positive energy and positive energy is creative. It builds negative energy takes away. It destroys. So anything that you give to somebody who's in the negative energy field is going to destroy basically whatever you give them. Somebody who's always positive. It's like watering flowers. They grow. And most people that, learn to appreciate the little things will be given a little bit bigger, a little bit more, a little bit. And it's a life. It's not something like overnight. Like, how do I become rich? Tell me right now. You know, that's, that's like the worst. Okay. That person, eh, next, send them back to grade one. You know, um, the one who's happy with a penny is going to be given two pennies and then a dime and then a dollar and then a million dollars. It, and it's not about money. This is a, this is a metaphorical analogy. Some of the richest people don't even have a lot of money, but they have the greatest life. It's not about money. It's about having the experiences of life. You know, you don't have to own the fancy car in order to be in it and drive it and have the experience. You don't need to own the private jet, but you can be in one. You know, I mean, some of the richest people out there, they don't even own the stuff that they live in or experience. It's just something that they've been entrusted to experience because they, they've, they've, they've proven that they can be trusted with it, you know? And that's, that's kind of part of the secret is it's not about making a lot of money and then buying something and owning it and then having like the bragging rights. That's not success. Matter of fact, that's, that's actually, there's a few demerit notches on that way of looking. Um, I enjoy um, helping those who do not ask for help. Those are the only ones I help. The ones who are whiners, I never help them. They need to learn a tough lesson in life. And they hate me because it's like, oh, he doesn't care about us. Well, 
you can only appreciate what you work for. It's like if, if anytime you hand somebody something for free, they usually don't appreciate it. But if they work for it, they appreciate it. And when I say work, I mean, um, it's just something that comes to you and you earn through the hard lessons of life to appreciate the simple things. Like a lot of times when people are on their deathbed and they look back, they go, if only I'd learned to appreciate this or that, that, that person, I didn't treat them very well, man, I should have been nicer to that person, you know, or something. Um, that's, that's a big part of it is, is learning to appreciate before you're on your deathbed, looking back, wishing you could have done it sooner. Well, it goes back to what you were saying about friends and who you surround yourself with like atoms and negative and positive ions, right? And if you're with the negative friends, they're going to influence your outlook and you become like them. Right. right. Yeah, we're, we're very, um, we all, it's very, it's human nature to want to be accepted, to blend in, to, to want, we want people to like us. And if the only people around us are gang members, then we become one of them. Because we want to be accepted. We want to be liked. We want to prove that we're worthy, you know. Uh, so I always say surround yourself with the people that you want to be, that you, that you like, that you look up to, that you, you know, if you're, you're, if you're around a bunch of whiners, you're going to become one of them. It's just going to be this big pity party. You know, it's like, it's funny how these people that have addictions, they go to these support groups where all they do is sit around and pat each other on the back and <laughs> they don't get anywhere. It's like nothing happens, you know. You got to surround yourself with people that are up there where you want to be. And, and prove that you're worthy of being with them. And one of the best ways to do that is to be quiet and listen and learn, absorb, learn the lessons. Sometimes you have to be a, a um, you know, you have to pay your dues to get there. But the biggest part of it is, is learning and being quiet. It's funny how a lot of uh, successful people saying, you know, we, we, they have, they had these mentors, they took them in. And when they started saying to them, some of the things that needed to learn, they, 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 the man, the, the person who was trying to learn was trying to correct the successful person. Like they thought they knew everything. Successful people usually don't think they know everything. It's the people who are hard up who think they know everything. And they're very stubborn. They're very, we're getting back to the twig that breaks, you know, they're very stubborn. They're very closed minded. They, they're not open minded. The ones who are open and learning all the time, those are the ones that uh, get there faster, that, and there's no there. There's no like final destination. It's ever, it's, there's no end to it. It just keeps going. So. We're here with Marcus Rothkrantz, uh, a great download. I can see the comments coming in. He's great. Everything he says is so true, obviously, right? It's, there's a reason he's my favorite. And a uh, cat wrote in, how does one approach? Don't worry about losing everything when you have kids. It's not just about me. Like I said, I mean, yeah, and I hear that a lot too. Um, and, this, and that's part of societal programming. What's the worst that can happen? You think you're going to starve and die? No. The fact that you have a kid, it's funny how in the animal world, and elephants do this, a lot of animals are like this. When, when there's like a, an elephant with has a little baby elephant and the mother's off doing something and the baby elephant, or even if the mother gets killed, the rest of the herd takes care of it. Or if one falls behind, another elephant will protect it. You know, it's just, it's just we're kind of a herd animal. So if, if you can't take care of the kid, someone else will. I mean, you'll get help from it. It's not like you're like, and even if you didn't, which is very rare, learn to eat the wild greens, learn to eat 
the weeds of the world. I mean, you know, all, there's always food somewhere. There's always, it's like, if you walk naked down the street, I guarantee you someone's going to run up within a minute and put something around you. <laughs> you know, you're going to get clothing, you're going to get food, you're going to get shelter of some kind. You will not be at death's door just because you have a child, you know, that, and it's the same thing, like relationships. Men and women don't want to break up because of the children or the financial situation or, you know, if it's not working, if it's, there's not a healthy environment, that's worse for the child. I mean, for a child to be in a relationship where the man and woman are yelling at each other and they're angry and they're fighting, and this is what the poor little child who's just absorbing the world for the first time, this is the reality they're being taught. Well, guess what that child's going to be like when they grow up? They're going to think yelling and screaming and fighting is normal. They're gonna, that's what they're going to do. You know? Or are you going to teach the child, there's always going to be situations that are not that great, and it's your job to have the courage to step away from that and try something else. And yeah, when you do, there's going to be hardships and you're going to be a little more um, eating less and having less luxury. That's part of stepping away from the comfort of what you're used to, but that's part of it. But it doesn't mean it's permanent. And this is a lesson that we should all learn at a young age. The earlier, the better. You know, two years old, three years old, five years old. It's almost better to learn at that age that stepping away from what doesn't work is the best thing to do instead of sticking around and fighting and arguing and, and getting cancer. You know, breast cancer is one of the biggest, it's, it's actually one of the biggest reasons is emotional. The relationship is killing the woman. Her femininity is cut off. She's dying. Her, and, you know, uh, the, the best thing that you can teach a child is to have the courage to, you want to teach the child to have the courage to step into the unknown and stick up for what feels right. And yeah, you might lose everything, but you'll survive. You want to teach them that rather than be a wimp and hang and, and, and take the beating and, and argue and fight and be stepped on and just, just take it, you know, just, just bend over and take it. That's, that's not what you want to teach children. You want to teach them to be fighters. You want to teach them to be strong, to be independent. So when you're not around anymore, they're able to take care of themselves. You want them to be, you know, and this is what they teach you in military school. This is what they teach you in, in I think, the animals. Teach, you know, what's the first thing that the, 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 the bird does when the moment a, a baby bird is, can barely even open its eyes, they push them out of the nest and learn to fly. If you don't, you're going to hit the ground, you know. And it's like, ah! okay, okay, wow, I can fly. I, I wouldn't have known that, you know, like my dad, he just threw me in the swimming pool. And, and, you know, if I didn't drown, then I obviously I learned how to swim just by kicking around, you know, somehow it's funny how when you throw a baby in the water, they know how to hold, they know to hold their breath. They know to do the blog paddle. Where did they get that from? You know, where, where do baby turtles that are like one hour old learn to crawl to the water? Nobody teaches them this. It's something that, you know, people worry too much. We're, we are pro, all living things are somehow programmed to survive. And we forget that. We, we think that everything is like weak and, 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 and uh, you know, as long as we give, I mean, we give them the best environment we can. We give them the healthy food and, and the you know, loving environment. And then that builds inner strength. And then after a while, you know, they... <laughs> Almost any living thing can take care of itself if given the right 
materials and, and, you know, confidence. I think it's the lack of confidence that even adults, I think adults have less confidence than children do. And children are, they'll, they'll do anything. They'll, they'll, you know, I mean, remember what we did when we were kids, bottle rockets and blowing things up and doing like crazy. We weren't wearing helmets either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, crazy stuff. Kids aren't afraid of life. Adults are. And where do we get that from? From people telling us for 40 years, don't do that, don't do that, you'll die, you'll lose everything, blah, blah, blah. It's all fear. Kids don't have that. Don't, don't program them with fear. Program them, I mean, te teach them responsibility. Teach them to not burn themselves, you know, with fire and stuff, Do you know, basic stuff. But um, Well, it's gotten more protective and coddled and cushioned since when we were kids. Now, I went to my stepson's baseball game and they, they, early on, and they didn't even keep score. Like, they, they were playing, you know, because no one can get hurt if they lose. Yeah, right. I like that. I, I don't like... You know what? I never liked playing board games, chess, checkers with my girlfriends because I don't want her to lose. I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm better than you or you're better than me or like, I don't know. I just never liked competition. I like doing things together. Like let's go on a bike ride. Let's go on a, let's go do things that are fun together, but there's no winner and loser, you know? Um, that to me is more fun. I, I, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. We're here with Marcus Rothkirch. We're going to close out the iHeartRadio portion, take some questions from our community here as part of the Juice Guru Rewind. So get ready. We're going to bring you guys on to panelist mode so you can connect on video. That would be great. You can always keep your camera off if you don't want to be seen and just your voice can be heard. So either way, that's going to happen in a minute. Marcus, uh, we've got your website. It's marcusrothkranz.com. We're going to have the, the notes up at juicegururadio.com with links. And I know you've got some other websites too. You're doing so many amazing things, what, and including your own awesome organic supplement line. I want to try your protein powder, actually. Where, where's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, don't tell them to go to my name because nobody knows how to spell it. <laughs> it's like... I, I but that's I, why I said juicegoradio.com for the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Healanything.com is a good one. Um, or Marcus News, M -A -R, with Marcus with a K. Uh, is my uh, that's my um, newsletter with all my stuff but or beautify life but i'd say heal anything is a good start because the books are awesome i've read most of them i actually saw there was a new one up here the dream chaser your autobiography which i haven't read i'm excited to dive into that yeah that that's actually mainly a story on it is kind of a, a the first third of it is the is my childhood and you know, uh, my formative years, but the big, biggest bulk of the book is how I went from nothing, from starving, from actually I went to India and lost everything I had and I didn't even have the money to have a plane flight ticket back. I had nothing. I literally lost everything. And I went from that to making a two and a half million dollar motion picture of my dreams that went, got in theaters all over the world with, within six months and how I did it and how I made what everybody said was impossible happen. And, um, and it's just a fun, uh, it shows you how resourceful I had to be to make a lot of this happen. And I did a lot of things. And, and a lot of it, there was no, you know, what normally should have cost 10, 15 million dollars I did for two. I, that was only because I sat down the night before and I figured out a magical way to do something that nobody else had thought of before. And I, there's this endless example. There's, a, there's even a video on YouTube that shows a lot of the stuff that I talk about in the book of how I did some of this stuff. And 
there's, like I said, you got to be resourceful. You got to MacGyver your way through life. You got to use tinfoil and, and rubber bands and clothespins and paperclips to, to make it through life. That's, don't ever say there's not a way. There's always a way to do something. Always. Yeah, I thought of you because I was in Florida recently at this retro arcade, and I came across some of these pinball machines that I knew that you designed back in the 70s. Yeah, no, actually it was the 90s. I, I was the world's top pinball artist, and I did a lot of the big, big games, uh, Star Wars, Lethal Weapon, Jurassic Park, um, you name it. Um, and yeah. yeah, in the 70s, actually, you were, you were still a kid. Yeah, in the seventies I was a kid. I was <laughs> I, I was busy being beat up by the bullies, and and I had no friends, and so again I went from nothing to now everybody likes me all of a sudden because it's just it's funny. It's how how life is. Love it, Marcus Rothkrantz again here on Juice Crew Radio. I know you guys loved it. Visit his website. We'll have the links up for you. And again, we're going to close out the live stream and end the show on on uh, iHeartRadio. But before we do. Marcus, anything, how do we sum it all up? Um, there's so much that we could have went into. Anything else that you want to share with the audience? Any final words of advice on the iHeartRadio network before we close out that portion? Well, I think your, your radio network name is the perfect way to sum it. iHeart. What, what does your heart say? That's what you should follow. That's your mission. That's your goal. Stop listening to all the people around you telling you what you doesn't feel right to you. Listen to your heart and use your mind as the logical way to make it happen. Your mind is there for a reason. It's not to give you your directions. Your lo the logic from your mind is there to tell you how to make what your heart, your heart gives you your direction, your mind tells you how to do it. And the two work together. It's not like just one or the other, but everything works together as a community. And I think people have it backwards. They, they listen to their mind, which is always telling them why you should not do something and all the things that could go wrong. That's what the mind does. And, and it's good to have that male mentality. Once you have your, your mission, there are certain things you don't do. You don't, you don't, you know, put your hand in fire. You don't slice your wrist with glass, whatever. You know, there's things, that to, uh, avoiding certain things is good, but that's just to keep you on your path. Your mind should not be what gets you to where you need to go. Well, it worked for that person, so I need to do that too. No, what's your heart say? So, I heart. What's, what's your heart say? He's Marcus Rothkrantz on moving the needle forward. As humans, we get stuck in between the pages of the book, and we've got to move to the next chapter. Marcus, thank you so much for being here and the wisdom, and, and thank you for all the work, all the years of work you've been doing. It's just an honor to have you. Thank you, Marcus. Well, you're fun to be with Steve anytime. I'm Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.